Welcome to the Foresight Church Podcast. Enjoy this week's sermon. For more information about us, go to foresightchurch.co.za. Hey, my friends, lovely to see you. Welcome to 2021. 2021 started on this crazy note. I don't know how many of you have been watching the news, but the 117th Congress opened up with some guy praying in the name of the monotheistic god Brahma, or whatever else anybody chooses to call him by any other name in whatever other religion, and ended off by saying, Amen, and a woman. Now, I know that sounds uh, gender relevant, but let me tell you something that is nuts, because Amen means, in Hebrew, may it be so. If Amen is Hebrew, then I think a woman must be Shebrew. So I want to say, guys, in these crazy new times uh, where gender is neutral, I want to just suggest that you stop doing your push-ups, cancel your gym contract, men, because man boobs are in. And so uh, save yourself a lot of time and a lot of energy. Just wear a sports bra when you go jogging on the beach. So anyway, that's that's uh, all jokes aside. What a nutty world we're living in, right? Who saw it go this way? Back to COVID, back to lockdown. And a whole bunch of weirdness has erupted in our midst. In these crazy times, God has got a word for you today. My name is Chris Zeely. I lead Foresight Church with my lovely wife, Suzanne, and our kids. And we have this privilege of being able to break open the word of God to you today. So may God bless his word. Would you pray with me? Father, in Jesus' name, this morning. Would you open your word and show us what is hidden in your word? Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Holy Spirit, open our hearts that we may understand and gain wisdom and insight into your ways. Because your ways are not our ways. Reveal your ways that we may have hope and faith in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 5 and chapter 6. I'm going to be reading to you from Matthew chapter 6. Now, 5 and 6 roll together. It's the Sermon on the Mount, one of Jesus' longest portions of Scripture. In fact, it is his longest preach in Scripture that we know. And it's, it's got a theme. He runs right through from 5, right through to 6, talking about how upside down his kingdom is. If you see the world, his kingdom is the upside down kingdom. It's, a, it's the anti-kingdom. So, for example... Jesus says, love your enemies, pray for them, don't seek vengeance, love them. And so Jesus comes with opposites. And in this light, I want you to understand this scripture, because Jesus starts speaking about worry and fear at the end. After running through all the upside down stuff, he comes to the point of saying, don't worry and don't fear. I have got you. All right, so let's read from Matthew chapter 25. This is the end of the chapter. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry. Therefore, on the basis of all the preamble, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Food, drink, clothes. Don't worry about it. Survival. Don't worry about it. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. Look, look. Friends, this is a key word. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? The answer is yes. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour 
to his life. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. And yet I tell you that even Solomon in all his splendor was not clothed as one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. But seek first his kingdom and his his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Most translations say all these things will be added to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough troubles of its own. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So where do we find ourselves in this chapter? How do we think of the position that God has put us in, 2021, uh, global pandemic, job loss, financial decay, corruption, weirdness like never before. Jesus says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things that you need will be added to you or given to you by God. So we find ourselves in position one where God says, align yourself, seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. It's position two. So there's a, a, a way that things are in heaven, and our position on earth is that we must seek out the way things are in heaven and bring them to earth. God will add them to us. We need to seek him out, and he will respond by adding them to us. How cool is that? But in the middle, there is this gap. I want to show you what that gap is. And this you're going to find right before chapter 6 where we started. It says this. In verse 24, 22, read 22. It says this. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, remember I told you, look to the birds of the air. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. Focus. But if your eyes are blind or bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, in other words, what you see will determine where you live. If your light is darkness, how great is that darkness? Where you look, you live. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will despise the one and love the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You cannot serve both God and mammon. And then he says, therefore, I urge you, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink. So he's basically, Jesus is saying, there is a love relationship. That is that what is standing between the provision of God in the kingdom and us who need to seek the kingdom. We need to seek it out. And that thing that stands in between is Money. We worry about what we will eat, what we will drink, what we will wear, and that is determined by that central thing called money. So if there is a departure point and, and a place of arrival, which is the kingdom and provision, in between there is a river. Jesus says, look to the bridge. 
Don't look at the river. Don't focus on the river. Look to the way over. Look to the way God provides for his creation. And in that same way, I will provide for you. Now, this is a revelation task. The, your revelation of money will determine your destination. Your revelation determines the destination. If the eye in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? But if, if, you, your eye, if you're able to focus on the light and the life of God, you'll be able to cross that bridge. Focus on the bridge, not on the river. Don't focus on the problem. Focus on the solution. So what does Jesus say? He says, first things first. Friends, kingdom and righteousness. Now we know our righteousness is found in Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 5, 21. He who had no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. So our righteousness, when Jesus says in, in uh, chapter 5, verse 20, he says, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Our righteousness does surpass the righteousness of the Pharisees because Jesus is our righteousness. You know, Abraham believed God and God's promise about his future, believed the blessing, believed that all nations will be blessed through him. In other words, he'd be the recipient and the imparter of all blessing. And therefore, the Bible says it was his righteousness. In other words, all we do is we believe that God is able to fulfill his word, able to bring his kingdom into our lives. And that is righteousness. Who does that come through? Jesus Christ. Our righteousness is Christ. And therefore, we believe that God is good. That we're not good and that he imparts his faith, his blessing, his righteousness, his salvation and his provision for us. That is what righteousness is, believing that God is able. So Abraham believed God and it was credited to us as righteousness. The Bible talks about the word called metanuo, which is repentance, change the way you think. If we change the way we think to think not according to the kingdom of the world, as Jesus said, don't worry about stuff, but actually focus on his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. What are the steps to changing our mind to believing in God and his provision and his ability to provide? Well, Viktor Frankl, he was a, a Jewish philosopher and psychologist during the Second World War. He was in a concentration camp. His observation as a survivor of the concentration camp was this. He said, those who survived had a change of thought. They stopped thinking about what does this world have in store for me and started thinking, what does life demand from me? When Jesus says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you, say, don't ask God, what is the blessing you've got for me? Say, God, what does your kingdom want me to do? What do you expect from me? And Victor said this was the salvation, this was the, the, the longevity, this was the determination that people had in their hearts, the survivors had, was a change of attitude that said, life demands something from me. My question to you is, what is life demanding from you at the moment? Not what are you demanding from life, food, clothing, and, and drink, and shelter, and jobs. What does God, what does his kingdom require of you? Because if you seek the kingdom and his righteousness, these things will be added, said Jesus. So what does the kingdom demand of me? This portion starts in Matthew chapter 6, about three things to position yourself. Jesus says, when you give, when you pray, and when you fast. I have found over the years that this is the key way, the chief way to seek the kingdom of God by fasting 
and prayer and generosity. When you do these things, do these things out of a right motive, out of a good heart, and all these things will be added to you. The obstacles get crossed by repositioning ourselves according to the bridge, not according to the river. If your eye, therefore, is bad, your body is filled with darkness. If your eye and your focus, therefore, is light, your body will be filled with light. We need to ask God to reveal to us His plan and His purpose for our lives. How to appropriate the determination of the kingdom into us. And Jesus explained this also in Matthew chapter 6, just before we started reading. He says this, we need to pray, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth where we are as it is in heaven. Lord, help us to operate according to the plans and the purposes and the structure of heaven right here, right now, while we are on this earth. What does that mean? Well, God says three things. Give, pray, and fast. Now, many people don't understand this giving thing. Jesus says that was the major river to cross. Was the river and the big gulf of finances. How we think about money determines how we think about the kingdom and how we think about survival. It creates much, much, much anxiety in all of our lives. So Jesus gives us three things. His hint for our lives is three things. He says three ways to beat this river of financial anxiety. Look to the bridge. Open your eyes. If your eyes are full of darkness, you're going to fall in the river. Open your eyes and focus on his provision. Focus on getting from the beginning to the destination, the blessing of God. Jesus teaches us to pray in Matthew chapter 6, the same portion. He says, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth, right here, as it is in heaven. Let your kingdom come over the great divide and come and fetch us here. And then he says, but we need to seek out that kingdom. Seek out the laws of the kingdom. Seek out the way that kingdom works. And three, Jesus says that happens three ways. When you fast, when you pray, and when you give. Generosity unlocks the generosity of heaven. Watch this. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And it goes like this. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Remember, this is the upside down kingdom Jesus is talking about. In hard times, we think, no, we must save. We must hoard up. Matthew chapter 6 says, don't store in bonds. He says, where thief breaks in and steals and where moth and rust decay. No, 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 don't do that. Invest in heaven. He says this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. In other words, the more you give, the more you get. Okay? Verse 10. Listen to this. He, God, who supplies seed for the sower. Two people. There's a sower and there's an eater. He says, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for the eater will also supply and increase your store of seed and enlarge your harvest of righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Crazy, crazy, crazy principle. The upside down kingdom. You got to give to get. 
You don't hoard to get. You give to get. God's provision. He says he'll give you so that you can be generous. He'll supply for you so that you can be generous on every occasion. Or he will give you food. If you're a consumer, God will give you the bread that you need. But if you're a sower, God will provide seed for you and for others through you. Lord, make us a channel of blessing. These are the three principles of seeking the kingdom. When you pray, when you fast, and when you give. Guys, may your focus be on heaven. May your attention be on not the obstacle or financial obstacle. May, may you focus on the bridge across the great divide. Friends, my experience of motorcycling is this. If you see an obstacle in the road, do not look at it. Because if you look at the obstacle, you will hit it. What you do is you focus on the way around it. God has made a way around these anxieties and troubles of our time. And that is given to us by focusing your attention on heaven. When you, when you sow, don't think of what you don't have. Focus on what you do have, which is the kingdom and his provision. When you pray, don't focus on the things of this world. Focus on heaven. When you fast, don't focus on how hungry you are. Focus on how God is feeding you. These are three strategies. I believe, to take us through these troubled times. Prayer, fasting, and generosity. May God bless you with all revelation as you seek his face in these interesting times. Love you lots. We're praying for you. Be blessed.